Hello and welcome back to the Pub Test Podcast. I'm your host, Fletcher, and we've got Tommy C and Riley over Zoom today. No uh, in-person shit going on here. We're all on Zoom. We've had a few technical issues. Yes. Um, I'm surprised we got through the NBA podcast, to be honest, because it was looking very bleak from the moment we started recording, but we found our way through the hour podcast and yeah, doing the, the Pub Test Pocket series via Zoom. Hopefully... Not for too long, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't promising on Tuesday, lads. Monday, sorry. <laughs> oh, Tommy. No, no, no. All right. This is episode, as Tommy said, the pub test pocket. I didn't introduce it properly. Um, but we've got new girls is the one today. So Riley came up with the idea. You explain. Sure. Uh, for those who don't know, new girl, great TV show. Uh, great, great TV show. Tommy has watched it, I believe. Fletch started watching it, maybe. Um, I watched yes, it with Brooke. You... I watched it with Brooke, and so I was in and out, in and out. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it is good. Perfect, it is good. Great background show, really good. But essentially, how it relates to this is, we're going to talk about new kids on the block in 2024. Whether it's a draftee or a new recruit, we each have to pick someone who we think will make. Doesn't have to be the biggest impact, but someone we think will make a big impact on their uh, their new team in twenty twenty four. So, who would like to take it away, Tom or Fletch? Who wants it? Do you want me to go? Okay, okay. not me. I'll go first. I'm pulling rank. Um, I'll go first, boys. So my one is fairly straightforward. I'm going to go with my local pie boy, Ian Rocky Schultz. I reckon. I think he's. We, he hasn't been given the flowers and the credit he probably deserves because he's playing for a, a side that's based in a different country, over in Perth. And I just reckon playing for one of the best sides in the AFL in Collingwood, I just think he's going to get more recognition. I personally believe it's an upgrade. Now, when we were trying to record this podcast a few days ago, Fletcher, I know you, you kind of rebutted with me a bit that I think it's a clear upgrade because we've had Taylor Adams slash Tom Mitchell kind of playing that half-forward role. Um, whereas now it's going to be essentially out Taylor Adams to play half forward in Lockie Schultz. So that's why I think it's an upgrade and maybe it's a case of the rich getting richer, but I I think it's going to have a big impact because we've got a guy that now knows how to play half forward, whereas Taylor Adams was kind of doing it because it was too good to not be in the side, but not really great at that role, if you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, to say my piece here, it's like it was a bit interesting that He's more of like a pure forward than Taylor Adams. So I guess that's a nice mix. But now you don't have that resting mid as much. So that'll be interesting how that mix works. I think Lockie Shields would be awesome in that role. I think every club would have wanted Lockie Shields to be picked here as a trade destination. Um, so it's a really good pick. But it'll be interesting how they kind of change that a little bit, that sort of resting mid. And how, will Finn McRae play as that resting mm. mid? Or will Taylor... Or, um, not Taylor Adams. Or will... Lockie Schultz go to this like a forward pocket and play a bit deeper forward yeah. than a half forward. So it'll be interesting to see in 2024. Um, great point. Um, Philly McRae is one to be touted to, to go in there as well. But I just want to also add, I went out the limb and said, I think he'll, I can guarantee he'll be in the Australian squad of 40. I said that on Monday. And I'm going to say it again. I, can, I won't guarantee it, but I'm pretty confident he'll be in the 40. Um, I think with the half forward slash forward pocket role kind of being really, there was no depth in the in the, in the side forward pocket last year in the Australian side, so I think he'll be in there personally. How many goals does he kick? 
I mean, with no key forward, he'll have to kick a few. I think he gets to. I think he gets forty. I think he kicks forty. I think he can average. Well, that's almost two a game. That's a lot. I think it'll be. Yeah, I reckon he did it to forty. Yeah, one point seven goals a game. Yeah. Mm. It's fair because this was this is a surprise. I don't know about if I was just out of the loop, but this was a big shock to me. I had no idea that Schultz was even in trade rumors at all. I thought he was very comfortable at Frio. He'd finally found his spot, like a consistent spot in obviously not a great team last year, but he really burst onto the scene. So I was surprised that he even wanted to leave, but great for Collingwood. Put some context to that. I don't think he wanted to leave. I think some family issues happened and it made him want to come home more all of a sudden. But I think he always had an eye on coming home, but he was really appreciative of what Fremantle did give him a shot. And he didn't really want to leave, but family issues sort of meant that he wanted to be in Victoria a bit more. I think it was one of those ones where, like, he doesn't want to come out and lose very little leverage by saying, I want to leave. Because one of those respectful ones where I think he did want to go in the end because maybe circumstances, but didn't want to be like, no, nah, trade me, so they lose all leverage. So it's one of those respectful ones, I think. But no, I think he's had a big year. I think it's really good for Collingwood. Um, my one is Taylor Adams for Sydney. Obviously, went to Sydney over the off-season. I think it'll be a big one for them in terms of just hardness around the contest. And inside ball, row bottom's the only one. It'll also allow Parker to go forward, Luke Parker to go forward a bit more forward, um, which will... You know, he's a great overhead and great goal kicker. So I think there'll be a lot of flexibility with their young key forwards there. Um, he would a bit of a harder edge there too for him. And then Taylor Adams around the middle, just stoppage beast. They need it. It's really robot and not much else. They've got great outside runners, but they need to get the ball there on their terms, which I think will be, um, he'll only play like 80 maybe 70 to 60% game time. But in the middle, he'll be really important leadership-wise too. So... I think he won't make a massive impact of 35 touches a game, but just um, steadying the Swans along, I think he'll be massive for him. Mm. That's a good one as well, because obviously they have quite a, a young core of their midfield, I guess, now that Parker is obviously playing a couple less minutes in there. Because why wouldn't you? When you got Goulden and Rowe Bottom and Warner, you have to they have to make way at some point. So, But to have Adams alongside Parker, who has so much wisdom and knowledge and has played in such strong midfields with guys like Pendlebury who just, I mean, the the knowledge that he's going to be able to pass on to these young guys is just incredible and will be sort of, they'll they'll see the fruits of it in for the next five, 10 years, once even once he's gone. So this is great off-field and on-field. Yeah, I think, Fletch, when you mentioned on Monday, I think I kind of pushed back about how much midfield he really play, but I think I've come around to, that he will get a fair bit of mid-time. Because you look at some of the guys that have played middle last year for him. Gordon can move out to a wing and play more wing. Mills is a guy that missed a fix. I think he'll go back a little bit more. Parker will play more forward. All of a sudden, that's a few guys that that Adams kind of chops out in the midfield. Um, and, and like you said, it won't be 30-touch games. But if he can play, you're right, those 65, 70 cent game time, get you know, 10 to 15 tested possessions a game. The Swans have kind of struggled in the clearance. They've got a great midfield, but they've kind of struggled in the clearance. Um, I think he kind of solves that. So, yeah, when you mentioned it, I was a bit sceptical on Monday, but I think I've definitely come around to it since the well, last few days, that's for sure. And, um, online, a lot of people seem to think he'll play one midfield. So, uh, yeah, really great pick, Fletch. Rod, who you got? I've got a big boy who's come over from North Melbourne. I've got Ben Mackay. So, young, key defender, uh, Essendon, it's been heavily documented the last couple of years. They're strong in other areas, but they've just been lacking in terms of a 
a big, genuine key defender. They've got Ridley, Laverde. They had Zerk Thatcher, who were they were tall in stature, but you wouldn't say that they were big, bustling key defenders who could wrestle um, or wrestle with or take on a big, big key forward one on one. And I mentioned it Monday night, but for example, Tommy Hawkins, uh, the Cats played Essendon twice last year. Off the top of my head, Hawkins would have kicked 12 or 13 goals across those two games. And you could go through numerous teams where Ridley tried his best to come off and help, but at times it's just too hard when someone like Zerk Thatcher, who's not there anymore, was playing on someone who's 10, 15 kilos heavier than him. It's just impossible. You can't expect him to to win that battle. So Ben Mackay coming in on a massive wage, may I say, that's going to add some pressure. But... He's 202 centimetres, 104 kilos, and he could add a couple of kgs to that as well because he's still young. So this is great for us, and then it frees up Ridley, frees up Laverde, and I'm just really excited. It, I'm, I'm not convinced that it makes them a much better team in general, but um, I'm just really excited that they get a big, big key defender. Now, I pushed back a little bit this on the Monday night, so I'm going to keep pushing at you a little bit. I understand he's 104. Four kilos, 102 kilos, and 194 centimeters, 100 or 200 centimeters, or whatever you want said. But to me, he doesn't have the presence of a big fullback, sort of bustling fullback. Um, understand he took a lot of inset marks about two years ago. Um, but I, I'd love to know his one on one percentages, and especially against bigger people. Um, he does suit the mold a lot better, but I don't know if he's got the sort of competitiveness or the that real hunger to wrestle with a Tom Hawkins, not easy job to be done. Let's be fit. Let's be honest here. Um, and then at the same time, he's almost a little bit, which this is outside of his control. Um, he can die by the sword, by the, for the fact that if there's not pressure on the field, it makes it very hard for his job, but that's not really his problem at the moment or not really his fault at the moment. But, um, I'm pushing back a little bit on that there against you, Riley. Sorry. How do you? I mean, I, <laughs> I understand what you're saying, Fletch, but I think what I mentioned is I just believe that I think as a ten, as a defense, I can't think they'll chop each other out. Like you've got Laverde, Ridley, Redmond. There's someone I'm definitely missing, and Marks is probably screaming at me. I I just think that it'll kind of be almost a team effort. And I know his one-on-one percentages probably aren't great, but we don't have access to those stats. You have to remember he played in a terrible kangaroo side where the inside fifties will probably will probably you know, uncontested. Like it, the, the forwards always going to kind of win that when ball's coming in at will like it was. So I think you know, a little bit better side. I, I do really like it. I kind of thought it gone to the radar and I was hoping to use it for my second one, but Riley kind of took it away from me. I was very surprised to hear that on Monday, but um, I really like it. I think the, the client, you know, is he on too much money? Probably. Is his kicking, does his kicking suck? Yeah, probably. But I think he'll get a lot of inset marks. And I do really like it, Rod. The, the bit point about, um, the ball coming in so eagerly with North Melbourne. And I know they're a second year under Chris Chris Scott, but that hasn't proven to change yet. Essendon comes in just as quick and just as easily. So I'm worried that Ridley and stuff like that can't get across and help him because they don't defend up the field very well. They don't put much pressure on. So the ball is very easy to come in. Now that he can't control that. It's the midfielders, defenders up the field or forwards up the field to change that. Um, and let's be honest here, every good side doesn't let one-on-ones happen. They all always have two two there because of the fact that there's pressure on the field. So some of the things are in defense, in defense are out of your control, but 
Um, yeah, I don't know. You can't really change that, can you? You have to get forwards that work hard. And yeah, it, there will be times where he does get exposed and that's fine. We've seen it in the past where he's been dominated by really smart key forwards and that's okay. But I think the, the central point for me is that just it's it was too easy for key forwards to play against Essendon last year because it was a Zerk Thatcher or it was a Ridley who at the end of the day, like I said, just aren't big enough. So it's someone with presence and yeah, okay, like Tommy said, his skills aren't top notch and he's young, he's going to make mistakes, but it's it's an improvement on what they had last year and it's an important improvement because big key defenders don't grow on trees. Yeah, totally agree. Roy, uh, Tommy, who's your second one? Okay, I'm wary of Tommy, so I'm going to go pretty quick this one. I'm going left field. I'm going Jack Billings. Now, the reason why I like Jack Billings is I think, well, it's it's proven. Melbourne's kicking inside 50 was a genuine kerfuffle. It was a shambles. And I think Jack Billings provides that class to launch side 50. He doesn't need to play a lot of midfield time to be good. I mean, maybe this is a bit of a super coach kind of pick as well. But I saw he averaged 90 on super coach playing only 8% center bounces. So he's a guy that won't need to take midfield time from Oliver, Petrarca, Rivers, Viney. He's a guy that can kind of play half forward on the outside, that delivering kick inside 50 that that the these midfielders been terrible at for a long time. I think it doesn't have to be them anymore. It can be Billings doing it. So I think it's a rogue one. Um, if his body can hold up, I really like Billings as a pick because, yeah, um, the D's kicking stuff has been bad. Does he even fit in that team? That's actually my biggest worry. I think if he's in the team, he's great. I just don't know if he even gets in because they've they've spoken about this young uh, Windsor who Petrarca's talking up big time for the same reason as a mid-forward connection. And yeah. it sounds like he's going to play. So I'm intrigued in their practice games to see how he goes and if he actually can sneak in. Because I agree with you, you on know, that point. But... <laughs> it's a rogue one, isn't it? Like, um, Because you're right. He's a guy that's coming from St Kilda, couldn't you go for Saints, to now playing for a much better side north. It is a bit of a rogue one. I want to take a risk. I didn't want to go Brody. Um, Brody Grundy is an easier one. There's like Ben McCoy's another one. There's a lot of easier ones. So uh, I want to go rogue and you know, there is a chance that my pick here doesn't even play round one, but I do like him if he plays. Yeah. My one is another rogue one, um, but it's Xavier Dersma. Um, I like what he did his draft day year and probably like the second year too, has been crippled with injury at Port, um, Port Adelaide, but comes to Essendon. I mean, his X factor, love the wing, love the wing role he plays, getting forward and back, kicks goals at will. Um, I really want to see him get to his, back to his best form. And Essendon need it. They need an outside runner. Him and Nick Cox on either wing or even on half back and a wing between them, I think he's going to be awesome. Free him up. And yeah, I'm, he probably needs to get his body right, to be fair. Like that's probably number one. But um, if he can do that, I'm seriously good pick up for Essendon. Yeah, that is nice. That's it's funny. Some one of those ones that really goes under the radar. Like when you mentioned his name, I was like, "Oh shit, true, he is at Essendon." But he's like, he's great for that Essendon team who they do need a bit of spark at times. They're they're quite uninspiring, you could say, at various points throughout last year. So that that's a really exciting one, and he'll have a point to prove because he didn't get a consistent go at Port Adelaide, and he would have been really frustrated. So it's a good chance for him to really prove that he's good enough to be in the best 22 of a decent team. 
I like that Fletch as well because it's kind of it, it makes a bit more flexible because Nick Martin, there's rumor he's gone half back now. You've got Nick Nick Cox with 200 centimeters. Can he go back? Can he play wing? It opens up a bit, a bit um, more as well. Um, they're not going to be as predictable. So I like that one a lot. Silky, same draft class as Rosie and Butters, so on a similar vein to what Riley said, more, a lot to prove. So I, I do like that Fletch a lot. Hot Rod, who you got? Uh, this is I got two players in here, but they they've gone to the same team, so I'll be short and sweet. I got Liam Henry and Paddy Dow at St Kilda. Now this is very rogue, but lower scale moves uh, in a St Kilda midfield that has for a long time been accused of being too one dimensional. So you're talking Brad Crouch, Jack Steele, Seb Ross. I feel that these two young guys who Paddy Dow, probably less so. I mean, he's older than Liam Henry. Paddy Dow's 24, Liam Henry's 22. These are two guys who hopefully will provide so much spark, run and carry into this St Kilda midfield. Because we saw last year early on the old Ross the Boss style of slow defensive mindset worked and they looked great. But then as the year went on, it's actually quite an exhausting style of footy to play and it just didn't hold up for the whole year. So I feel they realize that they need to change. They have Brad Hill who is not overly reliable and Liam Henry really burst onto the scene last year for Fremantle. That's a big loss for them. Paddy Dow probably has a couple more questions or questions to answer. Is that the right way to put it? But uh, there's more pressure on him. So I just think this is a nice change up for St Kilda and to me signals that they're going to have a, be a different team to watch in 2024. Yeah, I love the Henry one especially because you're right. The back end of last year, they put him from the forward pocket onto a wing, and he dominated. It was a halfback. It was one of those running roles. Um, I know Supercoach he lit it up the back end, and yeah, if he, because you're right, Seb Ross, Brad Crouch, Jack Steele, uh, they're the same player. They're both inside mids. Um, we'll get you clearances, but they can't run. And these sides that can run just just ran them off their feet. Um, and yeah, the Dow one's interesting. That one I'm a bit less. He two feet played all right when played, in the VFL. He dominated and stuff. So that's the, I like that as a stab in the dark. But Henry will. I, I'm pretty confident he'll be good for sure. So I like those well. I'm agreeing with you there, Liam Henry. Star love the pick up there. I really wish. I thought there was another few other teams that would go for him. Stocker. Jury's still out. It'll be a real make or break year for him, um, especially if he's in the 22 this year and he doesn't play well. It's a bit like, oh, you're just a good VFL player and you're not that good of an AFL player. But um, he still adds a bit of burst from that that one pace midfielder as has been, been called for a long time. So love it. Um, Liam Henry, star, will be dominating in 2024. Mm. Um, all right. Is that it for the rest of the pod? Very yep. good. Number the hell for, but... <laughs> don't know how long that was. Zoom oh, says, uh, I don't know how long that says on the Zoom, but nah, another great episode, lads. Love it. New girls, love to hear you disagree or agree. Maybe add in another player that you think is going to be awesome. Comment in the socials um, on Instagram. Check it out. Um, tell us players that you think will pop off the most this year and tell us why we're wrong or why we're right because we're always right, um, except for Tommy. But no, I'm tell right. a friend. No, no, no. Tell a friend, tell no. a stranger, um, share the podcast if you wouldn't mind. Thanks. Cheers.